is WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. Live from the Old National Bank State Street Studio. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. A good karma brand's radio station. Now, back to more Black and Abdallah. Welcome Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. On a Monday night, we're here till 8 o'clock tonight. If you want to join the conversation, 312-332-3776 is the phone number. You know, we have thoughts on the Bears and the Packers, but we have a call on the line, Abdallah. Bob, downtown, wants to talk about the bathrooms. Well, let's talk about the That's bathrooms same. at Soldier Field. Bob, you're on ESPN 1000. Go ahead. Hey, what up, fellas? How's it going? Yeah, I want to talk about the bathroom situation. I don't know. I haven't noticed it being that bad. I've been to a decent amount of games in my time, and I've been going, little pro tip, I don't know if you guys have been to the Midway Club, but they have private bathrooms. Oh. That's where I've been going for the last couple games. So, But yesterday was unbelievable. I had to use, I'm, we're in the media deck. I had to go downstairs to the first floor bathroom because the media deck bathroom was, the line was too long. How, so how do you get into the Midway Club if you're just in the general seating? Well, it's like usually it's like a fifty dollars ticket or something like that. Okay. And so you get you get like a place to there's like an extra bar there and a bathroom, oh. and there's no lines. So well, that's they nice. don't advertise it very well. So a lot of people don't know about it. But I um, think it has. Yeah. I wonder if it has something to do with the weather. Like, are the lines? Do people? Yeah, want to go into the bathroom because they're heated and well, they're like, I got to go kind of and I'm cold, so I'm going to go. Could it also be the layers, right? Like when you step up to the plate, Bob, oh, yesterday, were you just going yeah. through one layer of uh, of jeans or, or did you? Because yesterday I had running tights on. I also had a pair of sweatpants and I had jeans. So I, I had three oh, wow. layers that I had to get through to then get, step up to the plate and take my bat. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that would make sense. I did the running tights as well underneath just jeans. I didn't do sure. the sweatpants. So, I mean, but that would explain it. Um, but I actually do have a question for you guys if you have the time. Sure, yeah, absolutely. Uh, of course. Like a real question, not about bathroom-related things. Um, but after yesterday's game, uh, Chris, I think a week or two ago, you were mentioning that you thought the Bears' number one priority should be getting – a star wide out. Yeah. I'm wondering after what you saw yesterday with the Bears getting absolutely no pressure, did you still have the same opinion or do you think we need somebody on the D-line to get some pressure on the quarterback? Yeah, fab- fabulous question, Bob. Appreciate the phone call. I- I'd say my-, my second biggest need for the Bears when I had that conversation last week mm-hmm. was a defensive end, a rush end to get after the quarterback. So Bob's point is, is perfect. After what we saw yesterday, Aaron Rodgers just hanging out back there and and we've seen many quarterbacks to this point this season going against the bears Mm -hmm. just hanging out no pressure whatsoever not even breaking a sweat like aaron Rodgers yesterday do you recall ever seeing him run he walked onto the field he walked off of the field uh to to get no quarterback hit so he was never in he was never running anywhere on the football field he was just hanging out i agree bob uh, someone who could get after the quarterback create some havoc Mm -hmm. get some pressure on the quarterback absolutely needed I think number one, though, is you need a wide receiver for your quarterback. Uh, and I went through the whole list when I when I kind of talked about this topic last week. You look at the top teams in the NFL. They all have star number one wide receivers to go with the quarterbacks, whether it be uh, Buffalo, Miami, uh, Minnesota, 
they all have high level wide receivers. Yeah. Cincinnati at the top, right? Where a team like Kansas City is the only the only one that traded away their number one wide receiver and still kind of make make it work because Patrick Mahomes is so good, where I think that is more valuable than getting after the quarterback. But I put that number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the defensive line, uh, the edge rusher, someone in the middle, those are my two and three needs after wide receiver. So so it's a good question, Bob, but I, I'm not going to change my opinion based on what I saw yesterday. I, I think they're both needed, but I, I think a wide receiver to help out the quarterback would certainly be something that the Bears need in this offseason. So, you know, if we go back to what we were talking about, in the bathroom, colder weather, yeah. uh, what would it be? Like time time no, per I have, attempt? No, like, no, no. Because I, have, I, I feel like the, the time per attempt was more yesterday. Yeah. Thus, the line was longer, yes. thus taking longer to get in and out of the bathroom. I also have field. another theory. Yeah. Uh, and it, I think it only has to do with the team this year, is that... I only went to the bathroom yesterday when the Bears were on defense because I didn't want to miss Justin Fields. So I think that a lot of people might have done the same, that as soon as the Bears lined up to punt or failed to convert a third down, that they were like, all right, time to go. Because one, you know, one, a timeout is coming. But two, you have longer because what are the Bears going to do on defense? Nothing. They're not going to do it. You're right. not, you're not like Eddie Jackson's not out there getting interceptions. You don't have Khalil Mack or Keem Hicks out there getting sacks. Like there's nothing out there to watch on defense. So I'm like, all right, well, if I miss a series waiting in line, like it's not the end of the world because I'm not missing anything on defense. So who cares? I'm here to see Justin Fields play. And right now he's not on the field. So I'm not going to be in the stands. John and Bartlett, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, John? Hey, good evening. Uh, so I just want to share an experience that happened to me a couple of years back, and uh, one of the reasons why I won't go back to the Soldier Field until they oh, no. move. Okay. So um, crowded concourse. Uh, the game was, I don't even know, it was, like, it was a Cutler game. So it was actually probably a lot longer than a few years ago. But uh, way too many people, way too many drunk idiots. I'm waiting in line uh, outside of the door, and uh, I hear a bunch of dudes behind me just talking nonsense, and uh, I feel just... Oh no! Basically, just crap all on my back. So the dude behind me threw up all over my oh, back. No, oh no! Yeah, nope. So that was basically the end of that for me. And I was like, I will never come back to the stadium again. No, use either no. upgrades or move. But yeah, it was it was a horrific experience, and I'm still scarred from it. So John, you're blaming the stadium because you were waiting in line so long. Is that why you're blaming the stadium? No room. Literally, we were like. Almost like it was almost like mm-hmm. I don't want to say front to back kind of thing, you know what I mean? But like it was, there was literally no separation, and uh, it was just absolutely terrible. And uh, it was like one of those things where it was like it wasn't even like a, maybe it was a timeout or something. But I waited in line for thirty minutes, and by maybe five minutes before getting to the bathroom, I got throw up on or thrown up on, and then I still had to use the washroom, so I had to wait to go and then try to wash. Oh, no. I was gonna ask John, did you stay at the game? Do you just shed a layer? I, I just walk home. Like, do you just are like, I well, that's my that day, point. and then you just leave? I'm done. So I, it was a warmer day. It probably was like earlier in the season. I had like a hoodie, sweater, and like a jersey over it, so not okay. too many layers. Yeah, and then I actually ended up. Uh, <laughs> this is kind of this is I was younger at that point. I was, I'm kind of it was a scumbag, kind of. I'm going out and having some drinks after. That's right, John. That's the way to do it. Thanks a lot, guys. Have a good night. Thanks for the call, John. Appreciate you. 312 332 3776 is the phone number. Like, I've been drunk at games. I've been. I've been pretty drunk at games. You didn't throw up yesterday? No, I didn't throw. I couldn't imagine being like 
that drunk. Like, one of my biggest nightmares is, like, I start planning about going to a game the night before because I'm worried about what I'm going to eat the night before because I don't want to have to sit in the stadium. You don't want to have the danger moment. I don't want to have to sit. I've been in those bathrooms. (laughs) Well, you better go early. First quarter. First time out. No, not at all. You've got to be in there early. Not at all. If I have to that bad, that's the day. (laughs) Thank you, Pat, for the tickets. I appreciate it. I'm sorry, but I can. I'm just going to go home because, like, there is no way that I am, or even attempting to hover. Like, that's, Uh, like, if I had to, if it was an emergency, I guess. But, like, the night before, I'm like, all right, I got to eat something that I know is not going to mess me up. Because I don't want to be, like, middle of the first quarter and get, like, the rumbly guts. And then I'm like, (laughs) oh, no, 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 no. Then I might pay 50 bucks just to go poop. Like, I might pay 50. I might be like, here you go. Here you go. Take this. Take this. I mean, like, yeah, that's that's one of those things, especially at that stadium. The way, you know, by the second quarter, you walk by and you see the the your, the uh, stall open and you see the damage that's already yeah, been nah, done in uh, there. No, nope. it's like I, I thought that yesterday. I thought to myself, God forbid, if I had to go no. the other the other option in this scenario, I'd go that home. Would just be terrible. I think I go home. It, it's and I mean, just imagine the porta potties out in the parking lot, too. Yeah. I mean, that's just as bad. Yeah. I mean, it's it's all like because by, by the time you get to those porta potties and I do this with music festivals, too. Like if I'm at a music festival, if I'm at Ride Fest, if I'm at Lollapalooza, like it's a well, nope, not going to see bands today. I'm going home because I'm not going in there. Well, you, you and I spend a lot of time golfing and during the summer, you know, various golf courses, some have have, uh, you know, bathrooms inside at the turn or mm-hmm. whatnot. Some have portos out there in the, the forest preserve, wherever you find it. And there, I, there was one point this summer where I went into, I opened the door uh, to the, to the porto in the middle of the golf course. Right. And my wife was in the cart and, and she yelled when I opened the door, how could you be walking? She could smell how bad it was just for me. opening <laughs> it. And when I came out, she was like, I don't get how you just went in there. And I was like, I've gone to Bears games, yeah, and, and like, I've and I've gone to the Portos in the in the South Lot before. Those are disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like, in you're right. If if you just have to go the other option, you just call the day. That's and I'm it. not. And That's like, it for me. Like, people in the Twitch chat, Twitch chat is great. Twitch.tv slash ESPN one thousand Chicago. I'm not the dude from American Pie. I'm not Blank Break. Where like it's only at home. Oh yeah, no, no. This no, no, is no. a sanitary this is a whole different situation. Beast. Like you don't want to see the porta potties on a Sunday of Ride Fest or Lollapalooza. Like no. that is that no. is not something you want to be around. Like I barely want to go the first one in there. Like that's gross too. Yeah, you hold your breath. Yeah, uh, oh, yeah. Black and Abdallah here on ESPN One Thousand, the ESPN Chicago app. We're talking Bears and Packers. The Packers win twenty-eight <laughs> to nineteen. The Bears are now three and ten on the season. Speaking of crap, they're in last place in the NFC North. And they're in last place in the NFC. Uh, But Justin Fields, he had a very efficient day, even though he threw two interceptions. He went 20 for 25, 254 yards. People are concerned. Can he throw over 200 yards? Boom. 250 (laughs) yards. He also had six rushing uh, plays where he had 71 yards, including the long touchdown for Justin Fields. So touchdown passes weren't there yesterday. The two interceptions were not great. But I think the first one... Obviously, to me, EQ St. Brown didn't turn around and fight for the football. If you had a wide receiver who was able to control his body, fend off the defender, 
fight for a football, that's an incomplete pass at worst. And not just a give up on the play, turnover, Packers ball, you're going to win the football game for Green Bay, where Justin Fields is kind of left on an island there by St. Brown. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, when you look, if you looked at just the box score, you could say, oh, well, Fields had a bad day. And people were saying, you know, on Twitter afterwards, all the interceptions are bad and all that kind of stuff. He's got eight interceptions on the year. He's got the same amount of interceptions as Patrick Mahomes. I'm not comparing him to Patrick Mahomes, but this is still a young offense. This is still a his first year in this system. He's going to have mistakes. And his wide receivers, who probably won't be on the team this next year, are going to have mistakes like that. The point is that he looks... Each and every week when he is out there and healthy, he looks more and more like the part. He looks more and more like he's understanding the offense. He's throwing guys open now. He's throwing more, you know, jump balls that people have said, hey, this guy just kind of, you know, keys in on one wide receiver and he's, he's not open. He runs. No, he's giving his wide receivers a chance to make plays now. And that's something that we all wanted to see moving forward and by the end of this year. And I think that the what you can... what. I would have liked them to win the game, but at the same time, what you can take away from this is Justin Fields is looking more and more like a dual-threat quarterback. He's able to throw, and he's able to run, which we know, but now throwing the ball, standing in the pocket, is now coming into play even more. What was Luke Getze doing in the second half with the play calling for the Bears' offense? We talk about that next. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. When you're at home, don't miss Black and Abdallah. Tell your smart speaker to, to play ESPN 1000. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Black and Abdallah here on ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Weekday mornings, Cap and Jay Hood. You can hear the guys from 7 to 10 a.m. right here on ESPN 1000. Shay Norling is their excellent producer. You hear him throughout the show. Shot or no shot. Deal breakers. One of the best segments on the station. Shay Norling has called into the show. He has a story from yeah. yesterday at Soldier Field. What's up, Shay? What's up, boys? How are you? Good to talk to you. We're good. So you were at Soldier Field yesterday. I was. I was with my dad. It was his first time going. He had some friends in town. They go on a trip every year, so I tagged along. And uh, I heard you boys talking last segment about if you have to go number two at Soldier Field. My dad did. No. No. No, no he didn't. No. Yes. At halftime, we got in line for the, for the bathroom, which was just the biggest throng of people you have to push your way through. And waiting like 15 minutes, we finally get in. And I go right to the urinals. And then I come around. You know, it's like in the 400 level, it's separated. So the urinals are on one side yeah. of the concrete yeah. and the stalls are on the other. So I come around the far side after I wash my hands and I see my dad standing waiting for a stall. I go, you know, there's urinals on the other side. It'll be way quicker. He goes, yeah, well, I can't do that. Oh, no. So I didn't see him again for about 10 more minutes. Oh, oh, my stomach hurts just thinking about this process. What quarter was this in? It was at halftime. Was oh, at him, no. Like, like, Adam, it's like what you said. If I were him, I would have left the game. Yeah, yeah I'd be yeah. like, I've seen enough of this crap. I'm out, guys. No, I'll no. see you back at the hotel. Here's my question. for like, Where was your dad's final destination for the day? Detroit. So Detroit. he had to drive home after. So he, had to, he didn't have another <laughs> like, So here's the play. This is what I would have done, Shay. I would have left the game and wandered into the lobby of a hotel. Yeah, and and use because when you're when you're out of town, 
the the only place that you can rely on is hotel lobby bathrooms, right? Like yeah, bar, you can't go to bars. Yeah, a bar's not going to be any better than in say uh, Soldier Field. Like your your dad should have wandered into a hotel and just used the facility there. Oh. What, do you, what did he, uh, did he say anything after? Did he say anything afterwards when he came back? Yeah. What do you think? No, of the he experience? looked like he just gotten back from war. <laughs> So white a ghost. Did he get back? Yes. Did he get any uh, antibiotics when he went back to Detroit? Just in case. I have to ask him. I hope he's on amoxicillin or something. Oh. Otherwise, he's probably fighting off something heinous. Oh right. God! Thanks that's for disgusting. the call, Shay. Uh, we'll be listening tomorrow morning at seven a.m. with uh, Cap and Jay Hood. Thanks, fellas. Have a good night, Shay Norling. And uh, his dad had to go. I mean, that stinks. Dude. Hey, Dad. By the way, there's urinals over here. I can't use those. I can't use that. <laughs> Sorry, can't use those. Oh no, like. I'm just, like everything that's involved. Like no, I don't. I don't think I have the core strength to hover for that long. Uh, and then, like my biggest fear would be like the splashback, because I think I would just run away at that point. I would just be like, "Nope, we're done. We're done for the day." And that's why I don't think it would ever happen. I think I would just leave. I think I would say, "All right, well, if I can't make it four more hours, I'm gonna leave." Yeah, I, I've always found that the solution if you're out and you need. Uh, you need a home base. It's usually the hotel lobby mm-hmm. or try and find like a Neiman Marcus. Neiman Marcus bathrooms are oh, they're really nice. very nice. Yeah, I've gone in those bathrooms. Very those are nice. real nice. Chances are if you're stumbling in from a game, though, and you have your jersey on. I'm doing some shopping. Leave me alone. You smell like beer I'm doing shopping. They may ask you, sir, where are you going within the Neiman Marcus? But if you're just like out for the day, like I'm serious. One of the best bathroom experiences I've ever had was in Neiman Marcus. Don't worry about me. I just go to the bathroom and buy some cashmere. The problem with that, though, is Neiman Marcuses and hotels, it feels like they're always on the same block. Yeah, yeah, so, it's true. You have to wander quite well, a bit. Yeah, the Neiman Mark is here. You'd have to go all the way to... There's a couple of hotels, though, in the South Loop. So yes. you, you could, I've perhaps. done that. I've done the that. The problem is, if the hotel is small enough, they'll immediately see a new person walk in. They'll be like, sir, can I help you? Yeah. You have to find a hotel that's big enough that when you enter, there's no person waiting there for you. That you can kind of fade into the lobby and, and find your way towards a, a bathroom. You need to do like pre-game recon. Yeah. Being like, all right, that's the bathroom. I know where it is. So I need to look like I know where I'm going when I walk <laughs> into this hotel. What a rough experience too. Like it's either that or or waiting until you get back to Detroit. No, I mean I mean that's you you yeah. can't win there. That's well because what's worse, Soldier Field or like a rest stop or uh, like a bath like a McDonald's bathroom that like yeah. you pull off to. Yeah. I don't know. I'd just go on the side of the side of the road, like yeah, in you've the done, woods. You've done that before. Just walk into the woods or something. All right, Chase. Chase on the south side. You're on ESPN 1000. We're talking bears. What's up, Chase? Hey, what's happening, fellas? How you guys doing? What's up, Chase? Uh, yeah, What's happening, man? Chase, it was good to see you Thursday night. Yes, sir. It was good to see you guys, man. Hey, 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 uh, guys. Um. I was, I don't know, like, listen, I've been listening to the radio all day, you know, listening to these callers all day, and my thing is, like, I don't understand why everybody's, like, so shocked or, I mean, I get that everybody's tired of the consistent losing and everything, but it's just, what did everybody expect? I mean, we knew going into the season that this this team wasn't really good, that the roster wasn't good. Like, you know, you guys... You know, I always respect you guys, and I think you guys are really smart guys, and you guys really know your stuff. 
But for when you guys said that this team could win seven games, I was like, I, I really don't. I just you look at this roster, and I would say ninety percent of these players, I'll, it's safe to say that outside maybe Field, half these guys probably won't be starting on. Any, they not only will they not be starting, they probably won't even be on the NFL roster next season. I mean, that's just a fact. I mean, this team is by far the roster, the worst roster in the league. I mean, everybody keeps talking about all the games that they bloomed and, and lost. Do we realize that they're like a monsoon game or a tip ball way from being like maybe 1-12? in 12? And if Belichick wasn't really, really acting weird with the quarterback situation, this thing could be winless, 0-13. Yeah, but, I mean, I but in the same positive. vein, because I, yeah. I heard uh, Cap going after listeners last week about this, and the same idea of suggesting that this could be a no or one-win team, you could easily point a picture to this team being a, a six-win, seven-win team at this moment. Oh, you're better than that. With the group of players that they currently have, Chase, I mean... You you take five or six plays in the entire season and boom, flip them the other way, and the Bears have but, a, a but, legit but, shot at being around five hundred. You, know, you know what really made me mad? I would say what really made me mad more than anything was after Justin threw that pick. The hope was was that okay, the defense would because they still had three timeouts. The Bears still had timeouts, and it was only two minutes and thirty seconds left, so they still had time left. So the hope was was like. I was like, okay, maybe the defense can make one stop yeah. and give Fields a t- chance to redeem himself, and maybe he can leave a game. You know, you know that that interception will go away because I was like, okay, the defense can make one stop and give Fields the ball back for a chance to win the game, and they couldn't even do that. And to me, that's even more frustrating that we have a defense that just can't stop anything. I mean, they can't rush the passer, can't stop the run. It's so frustrating. It just and it, it just it just really makes me so mad. Like I don't understand. Like what is the game plan? What are the what are we doing? Like as far as the game plan, also from Getty because I, I don't understand. And I guess this is probably the reason why a lot of people did not like hiring a defensive coach because this is kind of Lovey Smith vibes a little bit because we always say the problem with Lovey is that he plays scared to death football. He plays not to lose instead of play to win, and that's what got him out of here 10 years ago. And Eberfuss is starting to trend in that same direction. Now, it's still early, but at the same time, the play calling, uh, it's like third and five and you're running the football. I, I don't understand that. Like, are we playing – I mean, we're three and nine. We don't have – we. what do you have to lose? You're not going anywhere. You, this would be the time when we need to be developing our players and seeing what these kids can do. And instead, we're playing – uh, like we're like like we're playing like we're ninety three instead of three and nine. I, I just don't understand what we what. It, it's just frustrating, guys. I'm sorry. It, yeah, it's really good. annoying watching this. Yeah, thanks but, for the call, yeah. Chase. We and it was good to all see right. you on Thursday, right, man? Thank you. All right, no problem. Yeah, it's no good call from Chase. And, and the the point that he brings up, Abdal, you know, after the interception uh, to St. Brown, where where he didn't turn around and fight for the football for Justin Fields for his quarterback, Green Bay has the ball first and ten from the thirty two with two fifty two left. Aaron Rodgers finds Watson for 19 yards Mm -hmm. over the middle. No defensive pressure whatsoever. Okay. So then first and 10 from the 49 at the two minute warning. And uh, AJ Dillon goes uh, left, left guard for three yards and they start to move the ball. Second and seven out of the two minute warning is where the Christian Watson 
46-yard touchdown comes from, the, the Jets sweep, where it, it three plays and the game goes from a one-point score to a two-possession game it, just like that, where mm-hmm. the Bears, you're right. Like, Jason's right. After the interception from Fields, you have timeouts. Just force them to punt. Justin Fields will get the football back with one last attempt to get to the, to kick a field goal, and and who knows how that would go because you apparently have kicker issues now uh, with Cairo Santos. Yeah, where's so, the Santos guy? So I I think it's it's everything kind of coming together, and I think also Luke Getze had a, a bad day in the second half yesterday. Yeah, I think that's what I'm more upset about. I mean, the defense, whatever. By that point in the game, like it was just a matter of time before Aaron Rodgers was going to pick you apart. But when you're up as much as they were, and then you get that that. Great pass to Nikhil Harry. They run up to the line of scrimmage, and then you just run the ball a bunch of times. Like it, it just yeah. seemed like they were scared to let Justin Fields throw it into the end zone. With when you have nothing to lose at this point, he's making good throws. The wide receivers are actually playing well. Claypool had a couple of good catches, and then he had the fumble, which which hurt. But then you know Nikhil Harry had a really good catch. Cole Komet was out there playing well. You had opportunities where these guys were playing well, but then when you got into the red zone, they turtled again. It's what happens. Every, we've seen this multiple times from this team and from Luke Getze that when they get into crunch time, into games, they turtle and they run the ball for some reason. And I don't understand it. I just don't get it. Blackham Doll, if you want to join the conversation, we're talking Bears football with you on a Monday. Is it a victory Monday for those who are rooting for the mock drafts? Are you celebrating, Abdallah? Is this a good day for you if you're a Bears fan? The Bears lost yesterday. They're in last place in the conference. Is that fun? Do you enjoy that? No. Okay, well, some people enjoy that. Some people love the mock drafts. Some people would rather do that instead of talking about winning football. There's a lot of that going around in town. Not me. Oh, all right. Well, well, we'll take your calls. Bears calls next. Black and on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. This is this is, this is Black and Abdallah on ESPN 1000. Before we get to more Bears conversation with you here on ESPN 1000, the phone number is 312-332-3776. The Heisman Trophy finalists are out, Abdallah. Here's your list for this college football season. Caleb Williams. Absolutely. Quarterback from USC. Winner. C.J. Stroud, quarterback from Ohio State. Winner. Max Duggan, the quarterback from TCU. Makes sense. Great game in the Makes sense. Big 12 championship game. Even that though game. they didn't win the Horned Frogs. It's okay. And the fourth person invited is Stetson Bennett, the quarterback from Georgia. That's right. Uh, four quarterbacks for the Heisman Trophy uh, finalists this year. Those are the four guys. Stetson Bennett, Max Duggan, CJ Stroud, and Caleb Williams. If you didn't think that this was a quarterback award to begin with, uh, that right there tells you exactly what the committee and the voters think is that Stetson Bennett is the fourth person heading to New York for the Heisman Trophy ceremony and not someone who's on the defensive side of the ball, a playmaker, uh, someone more relevant than a Stetson Bennett as he gets a trip to New York 
uh, with Caleb Williams and CJ Stroud likely to be the two uh, to finish the top two in the voting for the Heisman Trophy this season. Uh, Stetson Bennett ranked 42nd in touchdowns, 11th in yards, and completion percentage... He was one second. He was 15th in completion percentage. Now, um, now to me, yeah. this screams that a bunch of voters don't watch games. Well, it's that. I mean, if you said there was a fourth quarterback name that should be in this group uh, who had a fantastic season and for most of the year was a part of a group of, of individuals offensively that were the story of college football, yeah. I would say Hendon Hooker should have been involved in the Heisman Trophy. I get it. He's injured out for the season. Mm-hmm. But what Hendon Hooker did at Tennessee this year, I still think that win against Alabama mm-hmm. on a Saturday night with Knoxville rocking, that might be the best moment from the college football season. I would say there, there may be better wins and better teams. But that was the best moment of this past college football season. Hendon Hooker should be there. You could make a case for Bo Nix to be there. Sure. You could make a case for Bryce Young to still be there. Even with the injury, he still put up 27 stats touchdowns. Were there. Stats were Five there. interceptions. The stats were definitely there. I'm sure I mean, there's a couple of defensive players on Georgia's team that could be worthy. Jalen Carter should be there. Will Anderson probably not, but Jalen Carter should definitely be there. Um, I could say... I mean, listen, you don't like him, but uh, Tyler will want Drake May to be there. No, his stats are better than Stetson Bennett. His stats are I definitely better. That. Drake May had 35 touchdowns on seven interceptions. Yeah, yeah no, he had a great statistical year. Mm-hmm. North Carolina showed us who they were at the end yeah, of the season, of losing three straight. But yeah, but, but yeah, look, but, that, that's but, a better option. But the guy who's going to win Stetson is not playing Bennett. in the playoff. They lost their championship game, too. Caleb Williams is going right. to win. He lost the championship game, and they're not going to be in the playoff. So, like, you don't have to, you don't have to be. A championship team to win the Heisman Trophy. Exactly. That's not how this works. Stetson Bennett is not the MVP of his team, let alone the MVP of college football. Uh, I see in the Twitch chat, Michael Penix Jr. had a great statistical year. Penix Jr. had a very good year. Did you see uh, yesterday Penix Jr. said he's coming back? Coming back, back, yep. So, I mean, next year's Heisman Trophy is going to be interesting. You got Penix Jr., uh, you have Caleb Williams will be back with USC. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll have Drake May at Drake North May. Carolina putting up huge stats. So, mm-hmm. so there you go. That's the news that broke in the last uh, 20 minutes. Those are the four finalists for the Heisman Trophy this year. Stetson Bennett, Max Duggan, Caleb Williams, and CJ Stroud. And Caleb Williams is still the heavy favorite after a tough weekend. Uh, for my personal fandom, listen to this. I went from... Friday night of USC in the second <laughs> half getting blown out by Utah, being outmanned, pushed around, tight ends running over defensive backs, helplessly trying to arm tackle stud Utah players, to Saturday morning, the U.S. team getting demolished by the Netherlands, mm-hmm. right, into uh, the Bears-Packers game yesterday, where mm-hmm. the Bears can't do anything in the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. into the Bulls losing to the Kings last night. So the Bulls end their five-game West road trip with a loss, and they light the beam out there with Sacramento. Do you, are you aware of this? I'm aware of the they, beam. They put the beam on I'm top of, of their stadium. They they lit the beam last night against against the Bulls. Now, uh, see, my fandom was a complete offer for the weekend. Now, I, I you normally do this, but could I have three words on the Bulls? Three words on the Bulls real quick. Three words on the Bulls, and then we'll go to Louie and Elf. Don't let them. Three let words on the Bulls. Can I give you four words? Four words. Max Levine got 41. What the hell, man? What the hell, man? 
What the hell, man? Lewis and Elgin, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Lewis? Hey, guys, this is Phil Lewis. How you doing? What's up? So, Adala, first of all, happy birthday. Thank you. Uh, we are uh, birthday bodies. I was my birthday yesterday, too. Oh, oh happy nice. Birthday. Happy birthday. Thanks. And uh, my question is about the problems of the stadium. So, you yeah. know how people, a lot, a lot of people that I know complain about the bears moving away and a lot of stuff? Sure. And then I, well, even yesterday, uh, I went to Milwaukee to celebrate my birthday, and I was with some friends, and they were so mad about the bear moving because they said they're not supposed to move. And I asked them, when the last time you guys went to the Bears game? And then say, they didn't answer, like, oh, I haven't been five or six. Or, but my, my question is, like, they don't know the problems. They don't go often. So they're all the one, only one complaining about the stadium problems. Right, right. So that was, was my who, question. Lewis, when was the last time you friend. were there? Yeah, I know it's a lot of problems, and so just want to say and uh, have a nice day, guys, and thank you for taking my call. Thanks, right, thanks Happy birthday! Thank you. Happy birthday! Thanks. Same to you. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, when was the last time he he was it? Right, like people like go find out like why it's not yeah. as enjoyable as it should be. Where people who want to see the the helicopter shots of downtown Chicago and the lakefront. Like they, they can, they can still Dude, do that. You know what I care about? I care about waking up do it. and having to put on four shirts, four sweatshirts, and then a jacket to go into the game. I care about having to go to CVS and having to buy hand warmers. I care about having to wear uh, three pairs of pants at game. That's not how you should be watching sports. That's not how you should be watching anything. That's, Insane. So Insane. The Packers win yesterday, 28-19. Courtney Cronin uh, wrote a piece on ESPN.com today. Bears Justin Fields continues to improve as Aaron Rodgers impresses. In the column, it talks about how Green Bay has had the NFL's fourth best pass defense, only giving up 187 yards per game. But Justin Fields yesterday was able to show that he could win from the pocket, make big-time throws, and and try and uh, kind of showcase the next part of his process. Courtney has three plays that she lists that can kind of point to the development of the quarterback as maybe this is what we are hoping to see in the future. Uh, the Bears resulted in 409 yards of offense. It's the most the Bears have had in a game this season. Here are the three plays. The 56-yard dime to St. Brown that set up a second-quarter touchdown to give the Bears the 10-0 lead. That pass to St. Brown, that was good, and the offense was really moving there. Third and 10, there was a pass where Fields stepped up in the pocket and then found Cole Komet to his left, a 24-yard gain, and that drive ended in a field goal. That was in the third quarter. And then there was a 50-50 ball where Fields fought, uh, found time with his legs and then found Nikhil Harry down the left side as a contested catch. Harry came down with it deep in Packers territory. Those three passes should give Bears fans hope as clearly Fields was kind of starting to come into his own where he may have been told to not run as much as he has in the past, even though he broke out for that huge touchdown run Mm -hmm. uh, early in the game. But his ability to kind of navigate the pocket and then be calm and to find receivers down the field, Harry and Komet, I I think those are, are very important steps forward for this Bears offense and for the young quarterback. And I think it's those types of throws, too. The fact that 
You know, they weren't wide open. Like, there were a couple guys that were wide open, and it's like, all right, you made a good throw to a guy that was wide open, that was schemed open, and that worked well. But, you know, some of the the trust throws, like Courtney mentioned, that, like, you have to trust Nikhil Harry to go up and get that football to win a 50-50 matchup. You have to trust that Chase Claypool is going to catch the ball and turn and get a couple yards to get the first down, right? So a lot of it is him trusting his wide receivers more and feeling more comfortable in the system. Like, we all kind of felt that this, at least you and I did, that this was going to come, right? That this was going to happen by the end of the season or they could be looking for a different quarterback sooner than we thought. And it's finally, it's coming to fruition now, the fact that he's not just running. Like, he still had over 70 yards. He had 71 yards and he had that touchdown and that great run that led to, that was the touchdown where he was just blowing by everyone and had a good 10 yards on guys where he was like slowing down when he got to the 15-yard line to run it into the end zone. And that's fine. You can have that weapon in your arsenal. That's great. That's awesome to have. It's a different threat that you can use. But being meticulous in the pocket and like finding the guy you want to go to and going through your 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 reads and then trusting your wide receivers to win a 50-50 matchup, it's going to be better when he has better wide receivers around him, hopefully, next year. We're talking Bears football with you, and we'll also have the song of the night coming up in just moments. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports. This is Chicago's home for sports. Black and Abdallah, ESPN 1000, and now on Digital FM at 100.3 HD2. Coming up in just a moment, Rob in Bensonville. You're on ESPN 1000 with Black and Abdallah. What's up, Rob? Hey, guys. Uh, I went to the game yesterday. It's probably the first time I've gone to the game in a couple of years. I, uh, I had gone because my tickets actually didn't sell. And I would tell you, there were a lot of no-shows yesterday. Yeah. And my tickets were even listed for under face, uh, which it is tough to figure out what the heck the face is on them nowadays. But a couple observations. Number one, the, the field seemed really sticky to me. It looked sticky like... You know, Claypool caught the foot. Aaron Jones even caught his leg earlier. I don't know if that has to do with the size cleats these guys are, are, are using, but the field just looked off. Uh, and then second of all, you know, on my way on our way out, um, again, I take my 16-year-old son, on our way out, you know, yet another Bears loss to the Packers. Yeah. And in the tunnel, everyone chanting how much Green Bay sucks. I'm just like, guys. Guys, we, we continue to lose. Why are we chanting Green Bay sucks here? Well, Rob, south. you could go you're, to... Yeah, you're, you, you're leaving south, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, if right you go into... The stadium. If you leave a game, like a 49ers game, you're going to get Green Bay sucks chance. Like, that's not a, a thing that, that, that matters. No, I mean, it, isn't it perfect for, like, the personality of, of our existence as Bears fans that people care more about chanting Green Bay sucks at the end after you lose than anything else in life? Cause like, it's really bad. Because Abdallah's right. Like It happens every single game. Mm-hmm. No matter who they play, no matter how bad they perform, no matter if Rodgers is winning again, you know that Green Bay sucks in that tunnel. It's going to happen. The only time, Rob, it's louder is when they play the Vikings and the Lions because then their fans join in as well. Yeah. This is, yeah, that, that's true. I, and I don't even know why I went to the game. Like, I knew the outcome. <laughs> I knew I was going to be walking away, like, with my head down, kicking pebbles, walking to get in the car, trying, you know, having to go south to go north. Just not good. <laughs> I, 
I, I need a retake. Appreciate the call, Rob. Thanks, guys. Have a good night. That's Rob in Bensonville. If you want to join the conversation, you can call us at 312-332-3776. You know, the way the game kind of played out, I was pleasantly surprised through the first three quarters. I thought the offense looked good. I, I thought Fields was was having one of his best games to date, uh, controlled in the pocket. And the defense for three quarters yeah. had resistance to it. And they made the Packers look kind of the way they've looked all season long. And then the fourth quarter... Aaron Rodgers just flipped that switch, and then boom, it was like the old Rodgers and the old Packers offense, the ability to strike quickly and score touchdowns at will on the Bears secondary was 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 happening in the fourth quarter. Well, what we talked about on the Bear Down podcast, you can get a new episode tomorrow every Tuesday and Thursday on the ESPN Chicago app or wherever your podcasts are sold, but this one's free, no Patreon for this one, uh, is that I wanted to see like an angry Aaron Rodgers what. I'm just telling people that it's free. A lot of people charge for their podcasts nowadays. You let me have my looks with with Jake and Tyler. Okay. They're they're Um, enjoying your nonsense, whatever you're doing over there. Like I wanted to see like pouty face Aaron Rodgers yelling at Matt LaFleur, like throwing his hands up in the air. And that's what he was doing through three quarters. It was great. And going into the fourth quarter, I was like, you know what? They might get this. They might get and then no, 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 they didn't. And the Twitchers are pointing it out. Green Bay does suck. I agree. I agree. They do suck. There is an element not of as much as the Bears suck. irony and humor involved when your team constantly loses. Yeah. Yet the fans are so drunk and like sometimes and and then like you know the chant's gonna start up and you hear it every single it's game. Like, I don't and you're three and ten. All right, it's time for the song of the night. I wanna rock Hey, turn up the volume and don't touch that dial because it's time for a title. There's, there's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Exp- ah, never mind. Crank the volume, because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, later. Tonight's song, we're going to weed us. Teenage Dirtbag. I believe a, uh, Tyler Rocky had a part in this selection the other night. Enjoy it. It's your Song of the Night with Black and Abdallah. We always do this. I ask you why we're playing the song, and then you tell me why we're playing the song. This is how we... You act like we've never done this before. There's always a, there's a flow to this that you... Don't shake your head at me. You mess this up. I always ask. Do I not, Tyler, Jake, producing yeah, the show no, this tonight? this is a very formulaic yeah. thing. I always ask, why are we playing the song tonight? Go ahead. So, Chris... Why are we playing Teenage Dirtbag by Weedis? And then you tell us. By all means, go ahead. Well, because we heard it at the bar the other night, and we just felt like playing it. Because it's a good song. Because I like it. It's a good song. I mean, you think that this is the first time we've done Song of the Night before. I know the flow. He's trying to blame me with his eye rolls and looks and whatnot. 
notes, but I know how the flow of Song of the Night goes. This is not my fault here. I expect an apology. I expect an apology. What's the fault? I expect an apology. All right, so we, we're at the bar late. A late night. Uh, <laughs> late for us. Well, they told us to leave. It was, it was 11. Well, like we're cleaning out this us, area. They told us to leave this section, not the bar. That's late to me, Abdullah. <laughs> when they tell you to leave this section, it's late. And this song came on. And I was like, let's do this for Song of the Night. I have to admit something uh, to the to the young folks who are working on the show tonight, this fine program, Jake Cantu and Tyler Aki. I did not know that this was a relevant song Yeah, before. This song was out in 2000. This song was huge. I was only aware of this song because of TikTok. No, this yeah, song was huge. One of us. One of us. Yes. No, this song yes. was big. I love this song. Points right there. Weedis yes. is great. Yes. Weedis is actually coming to Chicago soon. I didn't know this was a real song. They're a real I band. Thought this was a TikTok They're only a real song. song. No, this was in the movie Loser, starring the the dude from American Pie. Uh, by far one of the worst movies I've ever and seen, this, by the this way. This movie or this video is like early 2000s late 90s like the bucket hat the box sunglasses like the oakley's like yeah i'm watching it right now but like honestly i thought this was a tiktok thing i didn't know that this was a real song well they're all real songs until tiktok decides but you know a song that you hear like the sunroof one that was a tiktok song yeah no that's a real song no i know it's a real song but it's only popular because it was on tiktok Teenage Dirtbag, Weedus, 2000, it's your song of the night. See, that's what happens. You say the name of the song at the end, they fade it up, and then you play the sounder. Do we have to do this again? Turn up the volume Sometimes don't touch that dial because it's time for it. There's no dial on my phone. Yeah, it's just an... Ah, never mind. Crank the volume because it's time for Black and Abdallah's Song of the Night. Yo, Larry. I mean, how many people really knew that song? I only know that song because of all the TikTok A bunch of people in Twitch chat knew the song. Really? A bunch of people knew the song. It was a very popular song. Y'all old, washed. You're not young and hip. It came out in 2000. I know. That's why I'm surprised I've never heard it. I didn't know it was a real song. All right. That's my wheelhouse, 2000. I know. That type of music. I'm aware. Absolutely. What happened? We're going to talk bears in two minutes. You're listening to Black and Abdallah. ESPN 1000. Chicago's home for sports.